G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. We all do dumb things in life. We just do. And sometimes those dumb things result in alienation from other people, broken relationships, rejection. But fathers, well, there's something hardwired in most of us that means we'll always, always take our children back, no matter what they do. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and it's great to be back with you again. Today we're going to take another look at the incredible Father Heart of God from a different perspective. Have you ever done something really dumb? I mean, really silly. Perhaps you've lied or cheated or stolen or maybe you've stabbed someone in the back or maybe you've hurt someone you love beyond measure. Maybe you've, well, you know, the list goes on, doesn't it? And here's the thing. We all have things in our pasts that we're not proud of, things that if there was some way, we'd wind back and undo. We all have them. Problem is you can't wind them back. You can't undo them. And what's happened as a result of our stupidity and our wrong and our selfishness is that relationships are broken. I wonder whether there's a single person alive on this planet who hasn't done something to contribute to the breakdown of a relationship. I very much doubt it. And when those relationships are broken, what happens is that you and I are rejected by the other person. We failed someone or we hurt someone, and so they've rejected us. They've thrown us on the scrap heap, as it were. Now, quite probably others have picked us up off that scrap heap and we get on with our lives. But when it comes to that one person, that one relationship, we're on the scrap heap. And this reality can shape our expectation that when we fail badly, the natural consequence of that is that we're rejected, we're thrown, as it were, onto the relationship scrap heap. And in a world that more and more values those who succeed as measured against a worldly template of success, the more and more those who fail to succeed are rejected. That's our expectation with people, and sadly, it's an expectation that for many translates into their relationship with God. Let me ask you, when you fail, when you turn against God, when you do things that you know are wrong in his sight, what's your expectation? In your heart of hearts, what do you expect God to do with you? We've talked about this earlier in the week, the difference between knowing the theory and living out the practice. Many people know the theory that when we fail God, that's what sin is. When we do that, and if we believe in Jesus who died to pay for that sin and who rose again from the dead to give us eternal life, if we believe in this Jesus, then we can go to God and receive his complete forgiveness. Many people know that. Problem is, we've been so conditioned by the world's approach, if you succeed, you're accepted. If you fail, you're rejected. It's a bit simplistic, perhaps, but accurate nevertheless. We've been so conditioned by the world that we can't bring ourselves to put God's theory into practice. We can't imagine for one minute that given the things that we've done, God could ever forgive us completely once we believe in Jesus. But this ain't just theory. This is truth. It's something that God would have us believe absolutely, wholeheartedly, completely. 
You may have heard me speak once or twice about this before, but Jesus told a story, a specific story, a parable, to try to get this truth in our heads. Because as it turns out, people back then had exactly the same problem believing in the unconditional acceptance of God in the first century as they do right here now at the beginning of the 21st century. Have a listen. It's the story of the prodigal son from Luke chapter 15. Jesus said, there's a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his dad, Father, give me the share of the property that will belong to me. So the father divided the property between them. A few days later, the young son gathered all he had and travelled to a distant country, and there he squandered his property on dissolute living. When he'd spent everything, a severe famine took place throughout that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him into the field to feed the pigs. This man would gladly have filled himself with the pods that the pigs were eating, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired hands have bread enough to spare? But here I'm dying of hunger. I'll get up and I'll go to my father and I'll say, Father, I've sinned against heaven and before you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. So the son set off and went back to his dad. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion and ran out and put his arms around him and kissed him. Then the son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and before you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, Quick, bring out a robe, the best one. Put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. And go get the fatted calf and kill it. And let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead, but now he's alive again. He was lost, and now he's found. And they began to celebrate. But the elder son was in the field, and when he came back, approaching the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the slaves and said, What's going on? And the slave replied, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fatted calf because he's got him back safe and sound. Now this other brother became angry and refused to go in. So his dad came out and began to plead with him. But he said to his father, Listen, for all these years I've been working like a slave for you. I've never disobeyed your command. Yet you've never given me a young goat, so I might go and celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours comes back, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you kill a fatted calf for him? But the father said, Son, you're always with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice, because this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost, and now he's found. What that young son did was foolish. I've been there, you've been there, and he turned back to his father, not out of some great sense of right or wrong, but because he was starving. And his dad was waiting for him out by the letterbox, and instead of admonishing him or punishing him or giving him a lecture, he throws his arms around his son, puts a robe on him, the family ring, sandals for his feet, throws a party. Now, the other son, the other son was right. No, it wasn't fair. But you see, there's nothing fair about the mercy and the grace of God. It's completely unfair. That's because it springs out of the incredible Father heart of God, a heart for you and for me. The bit that really gets me about this story is Dad standing out by the letterbox every day, not knowing when his son would come back, not even knowing whether he'd see his boy again. And then, when he glimpses him off in the distance, running towards him, greeting him, lavishing all that he had left on his son. Why? Because of his father's heart. Had the lad done wrong? Absolutely. Had it cost the father? Dearly. 
But none of that mattered because of the overwhelming joy of a father who'd lost his son and now had him back. Jesus told this story to explain what God's like. That joy comes out of the unconditional acceptance of a father's heart. This boy is my child, no matter what he does, no matter how much he hurts or how much he costs me, he was and is and forever will be my son. That's it. And on that basis alone, without any requirement to do good, his father takes him back. My friend, that is the exact picture of God's father heart towards us. The instant we trust our lives into his hands, the moment we accept that Jesus paid for every sin, every blunder, every diabolical, prodigal act for which we deserve punishment, then God's acceptance of us when we turn back to him is absolutely unconditional. No ifs, no buts, no performance requirements. All we need to do is turn around and start walking back in God's direction. And we can be assured, you and I, that God, our dad, is waiting out by the letterbox, craning his neck. And the moment we come into view, trudging heavily back towards him, he's out there to throw his arms around us. Why else? Why else would Jesus have told that story? sharing the gospel with as many people as possible so they can experience a real and tangible relationship with God. So before I go, I'd like to tell you about our free daily devotional to help you be all that God made you to be. It's called Fresh. Each day you'll receive a powerful scripture verse together with some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement. And the best news is that it's completely free and delivered right to your inbox each and every day where you can choose to read, listen or even watch the daily video. It's completely up to you. It's God's word fresh for you each day. To receive your free devotional, just jump onto the website freshdevotional.org. You'll see the Fresh e-devotional sign up right there for you. As a bonus, I'll also send you a free copy of my e-book, How Can I Hear God Speak to Me? So head across to the website and sign up to receive Fresh. I pray that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through his word. That web address again, in case you missed it, is freshdevotional.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.